Your party is in a small town at the edge of Baron Garskill's dispiriting territory. You've been planning to have the players directed, via various interactions with oppressed and fearful townsfolk, to face the despotic Baron. However, just as you're about to point them towards their long-awaited quest, the warrior speaks up. He says, Uh, I want to find a powerful weapon. Uh, is it okay if I spend all day searching for it? W would it be okay if I roll to find info from the town? You sit there, unsure about how to proceed. Sure, the rest of the players seemed ready to pursue the main quest that you'd planned in depth, but now you have a stubborn warrior. And to be fair, his weapon could do with a little upgrading. So how do you proceed? Do you just reward him with an easy weapon? Maybe derail the party on a lengthy side quest? Or do you do something else entirely? What would you like to do? Welcome back to How to Be a Better DM. I'm one of your hosts, Tanner Wayland, and together you and I will learn how to tell better stories as we DM sessions of Dungeons & Dragons 5e. Once again, today is a solo podcast. Justin's actually up in Idaho visiting his in-laws, so hopefully he's having the best of times there. <laughs> um, either way, uh, I hope that you guys had a great Easter or Ramadan or Passover or just a great weekend in general. Uh, I certainly did. Went over to my parents' house, had a lot of delicious food. Loved it. Loved it to pieces. Um, anyway, but uh, getting past all that, uh, I just really want to um, I'm, I want to say that I'm very excited for the topic today, and I actually kind of based the what-if scenario at the start uh, on that topic of kind of a stubborn player. But to answer what I would do in the situation that I posed, specifically a player kind of wanting to derail the party uh, on a side quest when the main quest is kind of right in front of them. Honestly, what I would do, uh, and the the situation I posed was a warrior uh, maybe a min-maxer <laughs> who felt like their uh, weapon was subpar. Uh, I think that it's fairly likely that they might feel like, hey, maybe you as a, as a DM aren't going to throw them a bone, <laughs> maybe. And so they feel like they need to find that bone for themselves uh, of a better weapon. Uh, I, th I think people would try a few different ways to approach this. But for me, I'd keep it simple. Uh, I would be like, hey, this thing that you're looking for, this weapon or whatever it is, the main baddie, she actually has it, you know? Uh, so guess we got to go find them. And the weapon or the missing person that you're looking for, uh, they should be there according to public ru rumors. So great. <laughs> uh, that's one nice way to solve it. But I'd be interested in seeing if you guys have any different ideas. If you do, uh, or if you just want to connect with us, we have an Instagram it's at how to be a better DM. So let us know. Also, uh, if you'd like to play D&D &D with us, sign up for our newsletter and get access to monthly signups for a session with uh, me or Justin or someone else. Uh, either way, the last one is a real blast. Um, so I'll have the, the link in the description for you to subscribe for the newsletter. Now, to get into the main topic. So when I was talking about this with Justin... I, I kind of wanted to preface this, and this could honestly be broken into many episodes, but I'm just going to kind of keep it uh, high-level thoughts here. Uh, but how do you deal with that, quote-unquote, one player? 
Um, now, when I say that, probably something different comes to mind for each of you. Uh, for example, I just mentioned a min-maxer. I think that that's uh, one that I've had personal experience with, where it's like, hey, there's nothing wrong with uh, one of your players min-maxing and making their person very powerful, but it's hard as a DM because you feel like, hey, uh, they're going to keep just crushing my monsters, and if I make my monsters or enemies stronger, everybody else who isn't as interested in just kind of sweeping the floor, they're going to get, they're going to fall behind, uh, simply put. So there's that type, there's that kind of player that has a hero complex, and essentially every role play or main plot point, uh, they kind of see themselves as the main person, like the leader, the the main force of goodness or motivation. And that can be very dispiriting when you're trying to be like, hey, you're, you're a good role player, step back, please let someone else uh, take the role. Um... Or maybe you're they're that one player who just doesn't really participate as much. They don't have as much imagination. Whatever it is, there's a lot of different ones, right? Like backseat drivers uh, in the DM sense. There's the angry player or the sore loser. Um, all these players, while each of them could have their own uh, podcast episode about them, I kind of want to talk high level about what what makes somebody that one player, quote-unquote, uh, the kind of player that you almost dread playing with. Uh, I think that many of us would e either say, like, oh, it's their personality or something else, but I think we all have friends or family who, you know, their personality isn't great, but we get along with them and we don't dread being with them, <laughs> you know, to some extent. I, I think some people do, but I was thinking about it. And it kind of struck me that a lot of times dread interacting with someone comes from the feeling that you don't, that it won't get better, that despite your frustrations, you're going to have to deal with the same problems over and over and over again. In the end, I, I would say that communication um, and understanding is the sickness that leads uh, to, I mean, sickness, quote unquote, right? Uh, it's not an actual sickness, but essentially it's the problem that makes someone that one player. Because uh, otherwise, if they could communicate, if you could communicate your issues with them, and if they could communicate their expectations to you that maybe, you know, you're passing by like ships in the night and you're not actually hitting the mark, uh, either them as a player or you as a DM, if you could communicate that and if they could understand and... um and you could both work on it, then they wouldn't be that one player that you dread to play with. No, it'd be Derek or, or Casey or whatever their name is, right? They'd just be one of the crew with their own kind of quirks. You work eight hours a day. You spend time with your family. And when you come home, you do work around the house. And it seems that you never have as much time as you would like to prepare for your D&D sessions. Does this sound like you? Wouldn't it be amazing to have endless material prepared for your D&D sessions anyways? That's where Roll and Play Press comes in. Roll and Play Press provides D&D 5e compatible material for any type of session. Running a one-shot? Check out their One-Shot Wonders book with over 100 one-shot ideas. Getting started with a new sci-fi campaign? 
Get their Game Master's Sci-Fi Toolkit to have your games much more prepared with much less effort. Why reinvent the wheel? Check out Roll and Play Press at rollandplaypress.com, see what they have to offer, and get a 10% discount when you buy something by using the code BETTERDM10, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-D-M-10, at checkout. Give yourself just a little bit extra help so that you can continue being the world's greatest dungeon master. It's typically when someone has a real issue and it's so dominating and you feel like it's so unfixable or at least that you don't know how to address it, that's when it becomes a problem. And so with that being said, what are the solutions, right? Probably many and varied. <laughs> uh, I'm not here to give every solution, but I had a couple thoughts that I think would help anybody, um, at least if you're not doing these already. And if you are, you can probably do them a little bit better. I know that I certainly can. Uh, so first, I would say conflict resolution. Some DMs are very hesitant to engage with conflict. They're uh, conflict-averse. Uh, is one way to say it. Uh, and that's, you know, probably them trying to be nice. And also D&D is supposed to be a nice, fun situation. You don't think about it the same way you would at a job where it's like, hey, uh, if I have an issue with my colleague, I'm going to bring it up in a professional way. No, we think, hey, these are my friends. We're, you know, playing D&D. No biggie. I'll just, if I have an issue, I'll, I, I won't make a big deal out of it. And I think that you're selling yourself short by not realizing that conflict resolution skills uh, are super important in every uh, interpersonal relationship, right? Not just work, not just school or anything else like that. Even a fun game-like setting, you can have in place certain structures or uh, certain habits of conflict resolution that can really benefit your game. Um, for example... You could make a time either mid-session, right? Like, for example, um, it could be when your, when your players are resting or when they're at a tavern or anything like that where you can check in and be like, hey, uh, so first off, how do we feel like the session's going? <laughs> you know, uh, second off, uh, what could I be doing better? Um, is anybody frustrated with how the journey's going? Questions like that, right? And then if you air out these grievances, I would like to believe that many people would be able to, even a player that is hard to deal with, um, they're not going to be oblivious to that, right? And especially if it's out in the open, you as a DM, if you notice that that's happening, you can kind of point it out, right? Whereas if you just point it out and there hasn't been a space for people to actually mention their frustrations, then it might just come across as you as a controlling DM, just uh, foisting something onto them, right? Uh, so yeah, that's that's an example of how you can kind of get that uh, constructive criticism flowing, so to speak. Another one, and probably the, the last one that I'm going to mention, is goal setting. And this, once again, doesn't kind of seem to make sense in a D&D standpoint, more like a professional or a uh, what's the word? Um, like a personal development <laughs> kind of standpoint. But I think that goals are super important for for a campaign. 
or or even one shot, right? If someone is sitting down at the table uh, to play with you or they're online, there's a reason why they made time. It's because they're expecting something out of the session. And so I, I don't think that asking that uh, of the stubborn player or of every other player uh, could hurt at all. Because of this, I think that a lot of the issues of communication with players that are hard to deal with, a lot of the issues are, are not their expectations. Because, I mean, someone wanting to min-max, someone wanting to have a cool side quest, or someone wanting to have meaningful roleplay that revolves around them, those aren't bad things in and of themselves. Uh, those are things that if if they become too dominant or if they uh, they roll out and kind of... Um, blow out away other more timid players so that they have less of a good experience. That's when it's an issue. Uh, when it derails your plans in a significant way, um, that that's an issue, right? But if if they don't actually have to come in conflict with, conflict with that, uh, specifically by stating what they're looking forward to, and then also everyone else, so that you can kind of fit every jigsaw piece together, so that no one player is getting their way at at, at a detriment to someone else, right? If you can figure that out, you're golden. Great. Do you love these podcast episodes but aren't always able to listen to them? Do you learn better reading information rather than listening to it? Here's what you can do. Go to sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get tips and tricks sent directly to your inbox in written format that you can read and reference whenever you want. You'll get tips that we don't share on the podcast and bonus techniques that, frankly, no one has ever heard before. Again, sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter and uh, get those free tips and techniques right to your inbox every week. Um, and so that's why I would say make sure to do goals if it's the start of a longer term uh, campaign or adventure then what i would do is do it at the start right uh, have their personal their player character goals and then them as a person and a player goal right what are they looking for and i think if you take the time for them to state that and then also follow up occasionally kind of going back to my first a suggestion about the conflict resolution sessions or uh sorry sections of your uh, games i think if you take the time to check in and and have them name their goals in a specific way versus just being like hey are you having a good time you know but being like hey what are you looking forward to are we hitting that have you realized that you want to pursue anything else then I think that that helps them feel heard. And it also can give you a chance to actively pursue their goals. Because in the end, if you're meeting their goals, you're a successful DM. Uh, if you're providing them a good uh, a good time, a good situation uh, at the table, then I think you're doing well. Um, in any case, if you have a, a player, a difficult player, uh, don't think of them as, a, as some, someone to be fixed. Instead, think of your processes as something to be fixed, right? Uh, because they're a person. And, and honestly, they probably came to the table knowing that they aren't the best uh, at making friends or communicating with people. And that's okay, right? Uh, 
and at least they're trying <laughs> first and foremost. And I think that it's up to us as people who notice issues um, to to bring them up, but bring them up in a way that will actively benefit the party. And so my final piece of advice uh, is to take all that in mind, make a plan for how you can reach out and work with players that are difficult and have issues with communicating, and then get together with your friends and enroll initiative. Do you love these podcast episodes but aren't always able to listen to them? Do you learn better reading information rather than listening to it? Here's what you can do. Go to sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get tips and tricks sent directly to your inbox in written format that you can read and reference whenever you want. You'll get tips that we don't share on the podcast and bonus techniques that, frankly, no one has ever heard before. Again, sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter and uh, get those free tips and techniques right to your inbox every week.